Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come on, Boogie. Let's burn this motherfucker down. This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume. Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Oh, I love it. It appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the last show before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature stirring. There's that goddamn mouse again. No. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, December 19, 2017. This is episode 405 of the Pals on Podcast. I'm your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and joining me tonight, we've got Mr. Jason Nye. Luke, my beautiful baby boy, would you like a pocket dog from your daddy? Jose <laughs> <laughs> Guzman. In much Russia, you don't hang Christmas ornaments. Christmas ornaments hangs you. <laughs> and Kelly Harris. Uh, hashtag Jipples. Oh, what? Those oh, things, the Jipples. Those things are gross. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with Jinder Mahal's nipples? Oh, Jinder uh, Mahal's nipples are all fucked up from steroids. Oh, yeah. No, like, that's the side effect of steroids is fucked up nipples? Yeah. Well, it's like if you're crazy fucked up. Because you overproduce estrogen because... Yeah, so you're... he's got weird tits. He's like bitch tits from... All right, Jose, uh, anybody else here in Jose sound weird? Motherfuckers, you all sound weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> not terrible. Everyone got the Nico. Well, you I should. Okay I think you, finding his level. You should hang up and come back. Motherfucker, you hang up. Motherfucker, you were 15 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> I had audio issues. I had Lee, audio getting, issues, and I already fixed them. We're getting a preview of February, Lee. <laughs> well, yeah, but on the clock of on my laptop, it says it's ten ten. Well, the show starts at ten, bitch. Well, yes, yeah, so that's not even fifteen minutes yet. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So your clock is five minutes slow. Yeah, and that's a fuck me on the draft, but we'll talk about <laughs> that later. God damn it! All right, fucking Captain Asterix over here going at it. Jesus Christ. Goddamn Asterix champ of the world. A title I have decreed. No one wants. Oh, it, I'm putting it up though. I'm going to have I'm going to make my own belt. <laughs> the, the center is just a big ass asterisk. Yeah. With straps on it. 
No, you joke. You joke, sir. You I joke. One dream of joking. No, no, no. You, you're about to see it. Well, if it's anything like Jose's other passion projects, he'll be really into it for about three days and then completely forget about it. <laughs> yeah, about nothing. Nothing's forgotten. Oh, God damn it. All right, let's see what's going on. Uh, yeah, it, it is the uh, the last week before Christmas. Then wrapping presents like a crazy person because the one thing my wife loves doing, it's overdoing. Wrapping presents is a lot of work, man. I hate it, it so fucking it's much. It's a skill. Like, Yeah, it, you know what it really is, and I don't have it. Like, I, I'm bad at it. I don't like doing it. And I'm like, I mean, there was a, there was one year when I bought uh, a bunch of those, like, uh, like you know, like little the, the shirt, generic kind of shirt boxes, you know? Yeah. But they had one, one side of them were printed with a design, you know, like a Santa or like it just looked like a fucking wrap present. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to buy these. And there's Christmas. And I put these unwrapped yet decorated boxes under the tree. And I thought she was going to slap the shit out of me. <laughs> like, that was the wrong answer completely. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to go back and wrap these. So, you're goddamn right you're going to wrap them. What, what's her stance on gift bags? Not good. Gift bags are the way to go, though. She will gift bag a birthday present, provided said birthday present is irregularly shaped. But, <laughs> yeah, no, fair. A Christmas present, you're going to wrap a goddamn Christmas present. <laughs> Like, to, uh, we even got we got Jack some um, a couple of uh, like, like kind of bigish Imaginex things. So we got like, that like uh, Imaginex uh, Tiger Zord and the big gold R for it to fight. And I don't know if you've ever seen those things, but they have like the the cardboard back and bottom, but the the the, the figure itself is just kind of out, you know. Right. So it's just not really like, in a box, you know. Um. So this is actually my idea. I'm like, hey, fuck this. You know what's going to happen anyway is he's going to be like, he's going to open it. Oh, my God. Open it. Open it. Open it. Because, you know, that's how little kids work. It's like, how about we just, let's just fucking open them. Let's open them now. We'll put these things in a box, like a brown nondescript box. I don't know. Maybe decoratively covered on the top of it. <laughs> when he opens it, he can, go, he can go ahead and fucking play. He says, yes, great. So I also had to spend time opening presents so that I can then wrap them, which sounds kind of silly. I think I don't have to do the same thing on Christmas, so that might be kind of a win for me. Yeah, um, yeah. Save yourself the trouble on actual Christmas Day yeah. so that he can just shut up and play with his toy already. Yeah, that way I can then shut up and play with my toys already. Right. Yeah. There you yeah. go. At that age, you got to go with the already pre-assembled. Yeah. So you got to put batteries and shit that needs batteries. So don't, don't just yep. Make yourself a little less miserable on Christmas Day. Game install it the night before and wrap yep. wrap the fucking box because nowadays you put it, you're like oh shit I got a game oh I better and wait a couple hours for it to download all the fucking updates <laughs> now you're playing fucking after dinner yeah. no that's really good uh, but I did all that stuff I, I ordered my last Christmas present today uh, it was for Jose uh I had that shit mailed directly to your house like a sane person. Because another thing Nicole likes to do is have all the presents mailed here and then ship them out separately herself later on. I go, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, uh, we we did a lot of our shopping in stores, and we we were sending a lot of uh, presents like out. Really, the only presents that we weren't mailing were presents for uh, 
you know, Jose's family and uh, my parents. So everything else. See, that's cool, though. Like, you're buying to the store. Nicole will buy shit on Amazon, have it mailed to us, and then turn around and mail it to somebody else. Yeah, it's still not that cool because uh, I spent more on fucking shipping than we did buying the presents, goddammit. There is also. <laughs> we have some uh, friends in Scotland. Right. Uh, very, very good friends of ours. Uh, and so, like, the big the big thing is that for them is always, like, shit you can't get there, you can get here. So they visited last year and just, like, stocked up on, like, the biggest thing for our friend Donna is grape Kool-Aid. Like, grape flavor is not a thing in the UK, apparently. They don't have that grape drink? They don't have no grape drink. Do they even, no grape have, do they even have grapes? They, you know, that might be the problem. They might not have grapes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all very wet over there. Who's to say? So she got like a whole bunch of grape, grape Kool Aid and like, uh, uh, like graham crackers, like it's like basically like you know, it looked like a box that she was gonna give to like a homeless shelter. <laughs> just like leaving just pantry items, like dry goods and shit like that. And she has this big pile of stuff. I go, babe, you know you're mailing this bitch like internationally, right? It's like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. She goes and she it costs seventy five dollars. Holy to, fuck. To mail approximately eighteen dollars worth of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, babe, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing to me? No lie, it cost me thirty three dollars to ship something that cost thirty dollars. <sighs> yeah, that's so. Why well, you just packed it, man? <laughs> What's that? I couldn't hear you. You're breaking up. That's why you just fax it. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a point. Uh, oh, you know what I bet you it's doing? Let me switch headphones. I bet I'm using the beats. It's trying to read the mic. Maybe. Yeah, probably. There you Maybe. go. Echo, one, two, one, two. Yeah. Continue. But on one hand, that's kind of crazy. On the other hand, it's like, you know, we're giving you $75 to take a box full of shit. Literally halfway across <laughs> yeah. the world. You yeah, that's kind of a bargain. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I, I kind of like it was hard to drop, you know, a hundred and thirty dollars on shipping. But then I was like, yeah, you know what? The guy's coming to pick this shit up. I don't have to go to the post office. We'll plan better next year. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You know, live and learn. Live and learn. Yeah, I got a little. I did uh, most of our wrapping last night, and I got a little cocky. And there's a, there's a bit on the office where Pam is telling Roy, if you use more than three pieces of tape, you're doing it wrong. And I <laughs> and I sat down and I say to Mary, I was like, if you're using more than three pieces of tape, you're doing it wrong. Oh no, Pam Beasley, you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible with a larger size present to just use three pieces of tape. It's just I would can't do it. It's impossible to wrap even a smaller size rectangular box with three pieces. Yeah, of tape. it's 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 too it's too hard. So by the end of it, I was using like nine pieces of tape. <laughs> you can do the three pieces of tape on something like a CD or a Blu-ray. Sure. Yes. Because yeah, you also get a pre-decorated gift box with the top and use that instead. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's all good. Uh, very excited to be done with it all, and we're doing um, we got Christmas at Mom's tomorrow because we leave Friday for Illinois, and it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be nice. Nice, everybody. <laughs> I just, you know, I just ugh. just psyching yourself up. I love it. 
I yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna like, be fine. It's gonna be. It's it's all. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It is. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. And it's not truly. It's not personal. It's not about them at all. Like when we fucking live in Illinois, I don't like coming here for Christmas. I just like being home for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just. Because no matter what the situation, you know, traveling, especially staying with family, it just it just raises the bar a little bit. You know, it's just, it's just a little hard, it's a little tense, a little stressful. At best, it's a little of all those things. You know what they say? I've heard this. There's no place like home for the holidays. Your God. I have heard that. Right. <laughs> 1,000%. And Nicole wants to take Zoe, uh, and by extension, Jax and me, to like Chicago proper on Saturday to go to like Macy's and look at all the windows and shit. Oh, why? Like, like you want to go to downtown Chicago on December 23rd. Who hurt you? That sounds awful in every way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do that. Like as much as I would hate to like, you know, whatever, that's fine. I, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm going to stay home with Jax everyone's going to have a better day because of it. Yeah, good point. Jax is that magical age now where like, he's too big for a stroller and will not be contained. So he needs one of those. Miserable trying to wrangle his ass on fucking Michigan Avenue. <laughs> he needs one of those Hannibal Lecter carts. Yeah. We got him one of those leashes, which is fine until he just like gets hateful at the leash and just stops using his legs to drag him across the ground. <laughs> like that move where they... You know what I mean? Wrap wrap the rope around their arm and pull you oh. into him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the drag is a move you can counteract that with, or just like, or just got, wrap the leash around your hand to where it's like really, really close, and just pick him up and carry him around by his shoulders, <laughs> just kicking and screaming the whole way. You know, Christmas Christmas shit. You know, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna not do that if we don't have to. Uh, yeah. And then otherwise, man, not a lot going on. I uh, I did fire up the second season of the Telltale uh, Batman game this weekend and it's fucking cool you guys uh, highly recommend those Telltale Batman games um, they're doing some really fun stuff for the mythos the, the, the big kind of driving factor behind it is that in this version uh, Thomas Wayne was not the philanthropist doctor when thought him out to be he was that but he was also like one of the main crime bosses of Gotham City. Oh, that's cool. It's like he was partners with Carmine Falcone. Sure. And over the course of the first game, like, you know, Bruce thinks his family's name being drugged through the mud, but turns out, like, it's true. He was, like, performing lobotomies on his enemies in Arkham Asylum, turning them into crazies and shit. Like, it's super fucking dark. And so the second season is about dealing with the fallout from that and the fact that, you know, during the course of the first game, Ark, uh, Bruce was committed to Arkham, you know, escaped very quickly, of course. But during that time, he met the Joker in Arkham. And, like, the, the, he's the Joker before he became the Joker. He almost seems like almost a high-functioning autistic guy, like trying to just make friends or whatever. And now he's out trying to cash on these favors he's met in. And so he's trying to... Bruce is using this perception of himself as maybe I'm not the you know philanthropist i am either i'm going to try to infiltrate these you know th i'm that's why you should bring me into your crime gang and shit like that like it's it's pretty cool and it's the first game that's equal parts batman and bruce wayne so it's, it's pretty cool i highly recommend them they're fun something of a, a video game page turner if there is such a thing it's good so what you're saying is that 
a mildly autistic person is just one chemical bath away from being the Joker. What's that? <laughs> a mildly autistic person is just one chemical bath away from becoming the Joker. He's already white at this point. I don't know how he got there. So that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> don't you put those words in my mouth, son. Watch out next time there's a Szechuan sauce incident. Oh, oh God. God. Remember that? That feels like years ago. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Uh, I so stumbled... many more terrible things have happened in the world. Just the other day, I stumbled upon a gif of, remember when that little girl bust in on her dad having a Skype interview on the news? She just fucking oh, yeah. the little girl in the in the yellow jacket. And she's just fucking waltzed in, did her Vince McMahon walk. Like a gif of that popped up, and I it felt like something straight from the eighties. I thought it should have had a VHS effect on it. I feel like it happened so long ago. Like <laughs> you should have just the tracking on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Jesus fucking crazy. Christ. So what's going on with you guys besides getting old fast like the rest of us? Oh, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, no, uh, it's the real to fucking get. We did a lot of Christmas shopping this weekend. It's been a while since we've kind of gone like balls deep Christmas shopping, and uh, man, a lot of shit. And we hit a lot of shops. Both Mary and I. Speaking of being old, uh, you know my wife. She's she gets allergic to parties, and she turns into a pumpkin after midnight. <laughs> but that also happens when we like go out to run errands. And shop. One of my favorite thing, one of my favorite Mary stories. You guys are all here. We're everyone by all account is having a wonderful time, right? It, it's it's, yeah. it's everyone's having a blast. You know, good times are being had by all. But I look over and Mary is just like chin on chest, just past, <laughs> <laughs> and like in a loud room full of people. But she just checked out. Yeah, not drunk, passed out. Just no, no, her- just. Her body shut down. down. Yeah. But if we go run errands and we hit like one or two or three stores in a row, she start she starts to just lose it. <laughs> but <laughs> we fucking went ham this past weekend and probably hit like ten different spots doing grocery shopping and running errands and stuff like that. It was pretty dope. It was pretty cool. Uh, do you guys have Christmas tree stores by you? It's an no. it's like an tree lots. It's an mean? actual store called Christmas Tree Store. No, no. Yeah, like we got a bunch of coupons for it in the mail, so I'm assuming it's just a store full of Christmas shit. But it's like it's damn near a Target. Like what? a like like a almost like a like an old time pottery meets a Target, and it was pretty dope. Like we were looking for stuff for. Uh, like stocking stuffers, and that was the place to do it. And it's just, it's good prices and crazy selection. Like, they have three aisles full of travel toiletries. <laughs> it's nuts. Are there that many travel toiletries? Apparently. Apparently. I fucking stocked up. You can't find my face wash in travel size everywhere. <laughs> so, are they open year round? Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> Okay. And but like judging by the name it's weird that it's open year round. Yeah. But the but the fact that the store is pretty much just a department store even during Christmas it makes sense that it's open year round. So it's like only like a quarter of the store is Christmas. 
even during this Christmas time. This is all stupid what you're saying. But it was great. It was cool. It was it was pretty 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 nuts. Christmas all right. Christmas tree shop. I'm sorry. I I think I call it Christmas tree store. And it's shop with two Ps and an E, you know. All right. What's that? Shop of power. You you're still breaking up. <laughs> Uh, that being said, uh, Jose and his lovely girlfriend and me and my wife, my wife, my wife, and uh, my mom, we went and saw Book of Mormon in Orlando on Wednesday. Oh, that's right. Uh, I had very cursory, basic knowledge of Book of Mormon. Like, I I know Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and I know it was about the Mormons, and they did all those South Park episodes about the Mormons, and it's a, a musical, and it's rave reviews, and so on and so forth. But I guess I didn't know much about it, because it takes a turn early on. Like, do you guys know, know much about, like, the story of Book of Mormon? I mean, from what I understand, like, it's funny... But it's also kind of a straightforward story of how the fucking church was founded. Uh, it is funny. I don't think it's 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 well, it, it is in a roundabout way. Yeah, it's more along the lines of the South Park episode where they kind of explain the Mormon church's actual beliefs, but I mean, while while tongue in cheek mocking it. Well, because it's goofy as fuck. Yeah, but within the first ten minutes. The main characters are in fucking Africa, and that's where they are the rest of the show. <laughs> okay. So, like, a lot of the songs and n- dance numbers have a very Lion King vibe to them. All right. In fact, there's a whole song that is a takeoff of Hakuna Matata, but it's, uh, instead of It Means No Worries, it means Fuck You, God. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone has AIDS. Oh, that's funny. So it's these these two Mormons, uh, uh, one who looks like Taron Killam and one who uh, was originally played by Josh Gad in the original stage play. Yeah, he's the the goofy one. They get sent off to Africa. the The one thinks he's being punished for being sent to Africa because he wanted to go to Orlando. <laughs> and. Uh, that's funny. They they are trying to convert the locals, and crazy hijinks happen. And it was it was amazing. It was really funny, really fun. Great music. Great. There's a there's a scene where the main character is having a uh, spooky hell dream. And Jose, what did you what did you say? Like now I've seen everything. <laughs> Are you even there? I am. Yeah, there's this big <laughs> musical number that's supposed to be a spooky hell dream. And <clears throat> it's got Satan. It's got dancing Starbucks cups. Um, <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and Hitler's there. And oh, it's it's nuts. That's a hell of a musical number. Shit is <laughs> nuts. I highly suggest seeking out Book of Mormon, even if it's just listening to like the cast recording because the songs you know if you've ever watched any length of south park you know those guys don't fuck around when it comes to musical numbers sure and it's that quality multiplied 
throughout the entire show. My only complaint is white people need to be fucking checked hard. Oh, shit, what, what they do? Fucking drunk, loud, just drunk, laughing inappropriately throughout like the entire third act. People taking pictures with their cell phones. And these during are, the fucking show? During the show. And these are grown, well-off-looking white people. Oh, oh, that is fucking savage. Isn't it? If fucking savages. There were these two chicks who were plastered. And at some point, like halfway through the show, we're just hearing this constant loud laughter. And it's oh. it's like six rows in front of us. If we were any closer, I would have fucking grabbed somebody by the goddamn collar. <laughs> but just le- obnoxious and laughing and talking and not even, like, paying attention to the show at all. Oh, see, that gets, that gets my goat up just thinking about it. Oh, it does. It sure does. Please oh, think about God, going grab some cell phones right now. <laughs> but, like, we're six rows away. So oh, like, yeah, you can't really do anything that's, at that a, That's outside our jurisdiction. Yeah. It's, it's up to the do people. Over clause. <laughs> it's, it's up to the people next to them, in front of them, behind them to fucking say something or get an usher or something. Yeah, but they're bitches. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, Last Jedi, opening night, IMAX, $20 a ticket. This motherfucker next to me has his phone out as the Lucasfilm logo comes up. Oh, no. Because he's trying to get a picture of the Star Wars logo. Ugh. And I say to him, you going to put that away? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And puts it away. Motherfucker. Like, why do you have a better seat than me? Because <laughs> he was closer to the middle. Like what? Who are you? You got a BB-8 shirt on, but any fucking asshole can buy a BB-8 shirt. Why are you here? <laughs> why get do them Instagram? Why likes. do yeah? Why do I have to fucking read you the riot act as the Lucasfilm logo comes up opening night of Star Wars: The Last Jedi to put your <laughs> phone on away? Twitter to put your phone away. Our buddy Tim Gibbons and me and Mary kind of went back and forth a little bit. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Like, I would pay kind of a lot for the ability to watch a movie on opening night at my house and not have to fuck around with trying to make plans to go to the theater. Like, I'd pay 50 bucks. You mean, tell me, 50 bucks, I can just sit down and watch The Last Jedi at home? That's about what you spend on a couple tickets and popcorn any fucking way. And I can just not deal with it? Yeah. Yeah, Where, where's that? Let's have, uh, let's have that happen, please. On one hand, yes. On the other hand, it was... Uh, other than this fucking asshole, it was great to be their opening night IMAX. Like, these are the hardcore of the hardcore. And, I, and I, I don't think I would do it all the time. Sure. For sure. Because I, I do love the communal aspect of movies, for sure. But it's fucking hard out there for Pim sometimes. I just... I'm as tough. I don't understand. I don't understand the mindset. 
Like, how did you, sir, sir, how did, when did you find out about Star Wars? <laughs> like, I didn't, I don't want to pull, like, the fake geek card, but how do you have a better seat than me, and you're fucking pulling your phone out, like, this is the, your first time at a movie? No, that's bullshit. Son of a bitch. No goddamn sense. <laughs> No goddamn sense. But Book of Mormon, uh, hi- highly recommended, even even with some drunk a holes in the crowd. What's funny is the uh, the bit about Orlando. Like the, I had, <coughs> sorry, sorry. Mary was the only one that uh, knew more about the. Like she knew the songs, she knew the story, and I had to lean over to her at one point because this guy keeps talking about he wants to go to Orlando. They have this whole set piece where they have a backdrop of all like the Orlando landmarks and i was like like is this in the real play or are they just doing like a they just doing like a wrestling cheap pop where whatever town they go to that's where he says he goes and mary's like no no no, that's in the real play so whenever the guy talks about orlando the whole crowd is just fucking cheering and applauding and i'm thinking to myself like this is like they're trolling Orlando. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's they put Orlando into the script as a joke. So, like, chill out, Orlando. That's hilarious. Chill the fuck out. That is straight cheap pop. <laughs> Too funny. Fucking A. Shit, right on. How about you, Kelly? What you going on in this uh- magical world? Not a whole lot. Uh, fin- I'm pretty much done with Christmas stuff. I just need to buy a few more things, and I think I'm done with wrapping. Man, that I have, at least. Didn't, like, the week before Christmas come out of nowhere? Yeah. Like, That's what happens when it's on a Monday. It was fucking December 1st, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah. And now it's the 19th, and, like, I had a an anxiety attack Sunday night because we did all this shopping, and I'm like... Oh fuck! I've got all this stuff to ship out, and I have to ship it out like within the next two days, or it ain't getting there. Yeah, but I don't know. On the one hand, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. On the other hand, if it doesn't get there, then that means someone gets like a second Christmas couple. Of <laughs> that is true. Yeah, but like, like oh, in my mind, if I get a late Christmas present from someone, it means that they didn't think of me. I was, ah, I was, fuck that. <laughs> so let that be a lesson <laughs> to all of you. <laughs> I love it. You know, oh, man, Christmas was Monday, but oh, fuck a Thursday <laughs> present. Oh, shit. <laughs> I had a last year, one of the things I wanted was uh, on pre order at the time, and that shit didn't like, and it got delayed. So that shit didn't come out to like February. So come February, I got a present out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I put a bunch of those, um, those Disney Afternoon Funko figures on my Amazon list. They didn't say nothing about pre-order or nothing. And then I, ma- those things. I, I saw I saw Chip and Dale in a store the other day. Oh, in a fucking store, really? Yeah, so I'm at a Hot Topic, yeah. And they look pretty cool. Yeah, but, Hot yeah. Topic will get them first because they own Funko. Oh, do they? Is that right? Yeah, that actually explains a lot. Yeah, it does. But if I see that those Darkwing Ducks, I might have to jump on those. Yeah. I fucking love some Darkwing Duck. I'm not huge on action figures these days, but at 10 bucks a pop, and I remember being super bummed 
that I never got the original Disney Afternoon figures when they were out. I always looked at them in the stores. But that's one of those like holy grails that I never got and Yeah. And you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Funko, but these things look pretty dope. Yeah, I got those uh Funko Rick and Morty figures last year and they're pretty cool. They're neat. Some, we saw one of those Rick and Morty uh construction sets at Toys R Us this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, and had we not already bought your present, we were getting that for you. <laughs> yeah. like I've that, had it in my hand several times. It looks like, so oh, cool. <laughs> oh, I saw, can I say, no, I saw them at a GameStop, uh, a South Park building set from right. the Farland. Same kind of deal. Uh, and it's kind of rad. The, they're doing, like, the bus stop and, like, a classman, Mr. Garrison, that has, like, all the boys and stuff, right? But the set I saw at GameStop was Cartman's Basement, and it had, like, you know, the Coon, Mysterion, and Token and the superhero outfits, and there's a couple other sets that have the kids and their alter egos, too. I'm like, that's kind of rad. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah, Zoe has one of the Five Nights at Freddy ones, and, like, you know, they all build, like, Legos and all the bricks and shit like that, but the top layer are all, you know, painted and finished or whatnot. So when it's done, it doesn't look like you built it. Like, it's they're pretty neat. Yeah, it looks like a fucking cool-ass little action figure diorama. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, what else you got, Kelly? Sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's fine. We're talking about Christmas. You're damn right. Christmas, you can talk about toys all you want. <laughs> I love Christmas. Don't give a fuck about Jesus. Man, I love Christmas. Mary, yeah. tells me, Mary tells me that her mom looked at my Amazon list and says... So what? What he just? What is he? He only wants dolls. <laughs> <laughs> like for Fuck years, I only want dolls. Like for years and years, all that was on my Amazon list were black T-shirts, underwear, and gold bond ball spray. And I, <laughs> I find I finally put together like a legit Amazon list, and I get. Oh, what does he only want? Dolls. <laughs> Why That's can't we go back to just buying him ball spray? <laughs> I bought a bunch of ball spray last year in anticipation. <laughs> Send the ball spray. I still want ball spray. A, a plus uh, present for your in-laws, by the way. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I should have brought <laughs> that up. really enough love in our, our, in our chat thread. I, I should have brought uh, that up. So, sorry, say. Kelly. So, Genius. So when we were in Ohio for Thanksgiving, we were at Mary's dad's house. And I'm looking around, and I see uh, pictures of Mary, pictures of Mary's sister, pictures of our nephew, pictures of Mary's uh, stepsister and her stepsister's husband and uh, her stepsister's sons and Mary's stepbrother and Mary's stepbrother's wife, who he only married just this past year. Um, And I'm like... Something's missing here. <laughs> Not a single fucking picture of me in their entire house. So I said, you know what? We're going to do some Christmas trolling. We're going to get one of those multi-picture picture frames, and I'm going to put a bunch of pictures of me in it and send it to them as a Christmas present. So I got a picture of me holding up the fantasy football belt in India. Uh... I cropped Mary out of the picture where that we took with Carrie Fisher. Uh, there's the picture from the wedding where I cropped Mary out, all except for her shoulder. And then picture of me with 
uh, Minnie Mouse dressed as Princess Leia. And when I suggested to Mary that I cut crop her out of the pictures except for her, sh- her like shoulder, she laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> I was like, all right, I got to do this. But then to cover my bases underneath those pictures are like some actual like real pictures of me and my wife and our nephew and stuff. So it, it's not just a gag gift, but the gag is so sweet. Oh, like the, the gag is, is fantastic. And it is by far the present that I put the most work into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So, so good. So, so what are you getting Kelly? What are you shopping for? Uh, well, right now, if I'm being honest, I'm on Amazon shopping for you guys right now at this very moment. Oh, sweet. Oh, shit. Uh, I can send you... Amazon. I can send you... I was going to do it earlier, <laughs> but my what I was working on for pretty much all day it took much longer than I thought it would. I can send you a link to my Amazon wish list. It's just a bunch of dolls, though. <laughs> <laughs> I should just buy you some dolls. Nice. No lie, creepy generic baby dolls. <clears throat> no lie, I've got a fanny pack with a uh, extender piece on my Amazon wish list. Because nice. I was I was thinking towards WrestleMania weekend, and I was like, man, I need to get me a fanny pack. I need to get me some Zubaz, but that's solid. They don't sell Zubaz in my size, which is fucking stupid. They're sweatpants. Unacceptable. They're like, sweatpants. Yeah. Zubaz. <laughs> And, like, Zubaz was started by the Road Warriors, essentially. He's just yeah. killed Zubaz in, like, sizes five times larger than the one you have. Right. Like, he's just, like, Zubaz in, like, a 9X. Right, exactly. I'll pay the extra couple bucks for the extra fabric. I'm used to it. I was digging around Amazon today, and uh, those damn, the new Transformers are out, the new Dinobots. Like, fucking hell. Because those are things that are actually on my Christmas list, so I'm like, shit. Can't get those. They're going to yell at me. <laughs> so yep. Select shipping address, not send it to my ex, that's for sure. No. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's not right. You don't want that. Yikes. Or maybe you do. Maybe you're just being nice. Maybe. I mean, I'm a nice boy. You're a nice boy. You're a spicy like, boy. Uh, we had it for a second. <laughs> Jose, again. Jose, seriously, drop off the call and come back. He just did. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, my boy's well, trying. There, well, there was two Jose's for a minute. He'll be back. <laughs> oh, now he dropped off completely. I, I'm God really Amazon. I'm really looking forward to his segment where he runs through all these different songs from the Punisher soundtrack while we're only getting half of what he's saying. Nope. It's going to be a good... Oh. Join the call, Squidward. What? You couldn't join the call, Squidward? <laughs> this whole podcast has Matrix on it. <laughs> it. You know what? It just might. Yeah, it sure does. That uh, one actually came through, though. So. Yeah, still not great. Check your settings. No. Check your settings on Hangouts. Check your settings on your laptop. Make sure everything matches. Maybe plug the microphone into a different USB port. Yeah. Because I'd well, like always... to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Do you? You seem like he seems like he really has a lot to say. You know, there's those weeks where 
we get like 10 words total out of Jose. Like this, <laughs> this week he seems fucking fired up. He prepared a whole segment. He did. That's true. Like I want I want to hear what this motherfucker has to say. I'm not just trying to dog on him for having shitty audio. Yeah, some, some days you fucking brain's day game, and then the internet's like, no, nah, not today. <laughs> the same audio I had when it was good. Sure. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Got him. You just got to get in there real quick. You got to talk real fast when you're trying to get points across. <laughs> just like the micro no. machine guy. But uh, so what? what else did I do with my week? I watched uh, the Clash of the Champions on the award-winning WWE Network, and it was trash. <laughs> One match he described as a shit log. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I said it was... I can't even remember what... Oh, it was the uh, the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Nakamura and uh, Randy Orton with special guest referees Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. I described it as an one more one final shit log on the trash fire that was WWE's 2017. Why does a match need two special guest referees? Oh, because uh, he that Shane, uh, Shane wanted uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn out of the company, so Daniel Bryan was worried that he was going to screw him over. So he's like, you know what? I got this. I'll be referee too. Uh, Daniel Bryan took, huh. took kind of a, a, a bump, though, which was cool to see. <laughs> Little teeny tiny baby bump. Not quite the Maurice, not quite the Maurice baby bump, but still a bump nonetheless. No. I think the Maurice baby bump is nice. The favorite thing about wrestling Twitter this year. Uh, it's it's up there. It's it's pretty dope. That just seems silly. Like. God damn it. Oh, it was like, awful. That doesn't even like track as being a thing that makes sense. Well, and you don't even know what the finish was, Lee. <laughs> you know what? I don't, but I imagine it probably just gets worse. The finish was that uh, it looked like the uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were going to win, and then Shane didn't count to three. He counted two and then held his hand up and didn't count to three, and then... Uh, Sami Zayn got a pin on Orton and uh, Brian did a fast count. So does and that mean the good guys won? I don't know what's happening. No! No, <laughs> <laughs> no the bad guys won. And now Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon are at odds. Who knows? One of them might have got... Just get Shane McMahon off of my TV. Like, it was cool for... <laughs> it, was, it was cool for a couple months when he came back. But like, there's way too much Shane McMahon going on. Like, there's yeah. more Shane McMahon than there than there is Stephanie McMahon these days, and that's saying something. Yeah, there's too much. He's got too much neck too. Like, he's always red and sweaty. He's got a pinhead and a giant thick ass dad neck. <laughs> <laughs> he's not good. He's not adding anything to the product, and he keeps wrestling, and he needs to fucking stop. Okay? Yeah, somebody needs to tell his team at man that he's rich. <laughs> but uh, he wants to jump off of things. Yeah, oh, well, fucking... jump off of things. Like, that could be on the pre-show. How about that? <laughs> you, we can have, like... No, no, no. 
He's a McMahon. That's got to be the main event. We can have Shane McMahon do like a, a Super Dave bit in every pre-show of the pay-per-view. <laughs> or, on, or on Talking Smack. Talking Smack. Talk about it. Oh, that sounds kind of good. Man, that's it. Tell the me. Headphone. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> nah, he, bro- he broke up there for a second. Almost. For a split minute. But yeah, so that uh, that show was real, real hot trash. <laughs> but it was WWE week, WWE week, Kelly. Come on, did you watch all the WWE week programming? I didn't watch any of it. Raw What's WWE week. Oh, they did Raw Isn't every week. WWE week. They did Raw on. <laughs> well, this was on USA. They did Raw on Monday, SmackDown on Tuesday. Then they aired NXT on USA for the first time ever on Wednesday. Then they had WWE Tribute to the Troops on Thursday. And then on Friday, uh, Vince McMahon uh, shit something out, and they recorded that and put it on USA. And then uh, the fiery Yule shitlog of Clash of Champions on Sunday. (laughs) Too much subpar wrestling. But they are going to do a Women's Royal Rumble this year. So that's I can't wait for Stephanie to win. <laughs> Look, all those women are lucky that James Ellsworth isn't employed by the company anymore, or else he was going to be winning. <laughs> they could bring back Santina. Oh, my God. But you know what wasn't a trash fire? Uh, this past weekend, the... Uh, Good old Big Japan Wrestling held their annual Death Vegas event. And the main event I'm is... I'm slow that down for people listening at home. The man just said, Death Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, main event of Masashi Takeda defending the deathmatch title against uh, Masaya Takahashi is probably going to be one of my top ten favorite matches of the year. It was a... I'll read the full stipulation title. It was a bloody dangerous Christmas for deathmatch, fluorescent light tubes, tree and glass plate, and alpha deathmatch. Oh, God. (laughs) It was great. There was a Christmas tree made of light tubes. There was a plate of glass that had Merry Christmas artfully written across it. Then it had, like, tinsel and shit drawn onto it. It was very festive. Jesus. And let me tell you something. The very first thing that happened in the match was the challenger grabbed a bucket that one of his uh, his ring, like his buddies, was holding and dumped it out on the floor, or not the floor, the ring, and it was just full of broken glass. So they didn't even have to break any light tubes, and it was already well, just shattered. That's, that's nice and efficient. Yeah. So then you know Takeda's just like, yo, you're gonna do that check this out and he just takes a flat back bump and was immediately bleeding so let's say if it was a first blood match it would have been done in like 30 seconds jesus christ tremendous match i will say like it was just an awesome strong style dudes slapping each other match that just so happened to be surrounded by broken glass jesus fantastic one of easily one of my favorite matches of the year so then you look, Death Vegas will come to uh, New Orleans in, in April. We can see <laughs> married to something real special. 
Hey, if Nick Gage is going to be at that Joey Janela spring break, Lord knows what's going to happen. <laughs> it sounded like you said Joey Janela. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! You know what? Maybe we'll know. I know his preferences. I know his life. Goddamn, fucking Nick Gage. Lord. So we got Jose back here or no? I'm here. Oh, all right. So what's going on with you, Jose? Hey, I'm fucking busy. Fucking busy, the man says. Uh, no name, but it was somebody's birthday that I know. It was that can be literally anyone. It was it was me. Uh, oh, was, you you celebrated my friend Joey's birthday? Yeah, Joey Janella. <laughs> Happy birthday, Joey! Uh, it was a late birthday, so it, it, part of the birthday f- festivities. Book of Mormon was one of them. Um, and then we went and saw the Nutcracker because that's one of the things she digs. Since a kid, so we oh, like, got like the ballet. Yeah, all right. It's, it's a ballet. Uh, got her some really sweet seats. Row G. Uh, the cool thing was that you know it was close. You can actually see like faces and make shit out and stuff like that. But Watch the nuts get cracked. Well, since you say that, <laughs> the downside of sitting ten rows away from the front of a ballet is when the lead does have giant balls and that's all you see because like he'll hit a pose and it's like you know the spandex the lead or whatever and then you know just all this late muscle definition and then just a big old fucking nutsack <laughs> at one point she leans over to me like Thanks for the seats. Like, all I see is dick and balls right now. <laughs> so, that was kind of cool. But, <laughs> part was, so, it's, um, they they say it's voted, like, top five nutcrackers in the United States. So, so it's supposed to be a big one. So, it opens at, you know, the, the Christmas party. There's a bunch of kids there. There's a bunch of parents there. The kids are ethnic, which is cool. Ethnic kids. All right. But you got no ethnic parents. So whose kids are these? What are we trying to say? And so we got a whole bunch of kids of various races and nationalities. There's a bunch of just whitey cracker people taking care of them. I don't know. They, they own them. What's going on here? Oh, God. This part. All right. Was right. in front I, of us. I, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> is two, uh, I'd say old 50, early 60 Asian couple. And everyone's having a blast. The show's great. Everything's good. And then there's a part where, like, different countries are represented. Uh, and they do a dance for the fairy plum queen and the <laughs> shit the crets not. It's like I'm there. So, uh, the theme before it, the dance number ended, fade to black. That's where they do, you know, the, the quick. Now you're in a different country, different backstage, different dance. Fade out of black and front and center playing the Asian kid, a fucking black dude. <laughs> and these 
these fucking Asian guys, this Asian couple just die laughing for like five <laughs> fucking minutes. Because it was supposed to be representing China. So it's full out Chinese, like kind of, you know, ballet music. They're all dressed Asian. And it's just a black guy playing an Asian, just doing it up, which is weird because last year they had an Asian. They, like they had this whole little Asian. Somebody must have got sick is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the, the Asians would come out led by the black Asian, these Asian guys would just fucking die laughing. So it was just great watching them just look at each other. like, And, and it was they were the only two people. It was kind of like when we went and saw Outcast at House of Blues where there was two black people in the front row. Yeah. And the rest of the crowd... There was two, like, they even, like, looked around and was like, God damn. <laughs> we had a cast ludicrous concert, and there's only two black people here. Y'all a bunch of cool-ass white people. <laughs> they said they're coming back. They never did. They never did. When only two black people show up at your show. Hey, that they're shit like, was sold out, though. It was. So that was cool. That was fun. We did that. Um, went and had dinner with, with her family. Did some family time. Saw some Star Wars. Oh, that's right. Which I guess we'll be getting into. Um, I wouldn't call it the greatest movie ever made, but I liked it. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm just saying. I'm just getting that out there. Yeah, we're not talking about it, but here's my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just fucking doing it up. Now I'm here. Started started from last Monday. Now we're here. Fucking <laughs> A. Right on. So yeah. That's good. Let's uh hmm. Oh, sound, wanna... sound good? And... Yeah, you did sound good. Yeah, you sound great. Eh. It, it's the it's the headphones. I no, guess. it's still right. going. It's still going it's in and out. Like, I don't know what you guys are saying that he sounds great. Well, he sounds good. Everybody sounds like shit mm. from from here. Oh, that might be you then. I don't know. But he sounds he sounds okay. I mean, he's definitely he's there. Put it that way. So before we take a break, move on to Star Wars talk. Uh, Jose prepped a little something something for us this week. Why don't you tell us what what we got, Jose? All right, so I kind of mentioned it last show how I think it was nice. I made a video that people put down like little templates, tr tracks of songs that already pre-exist as, hey, this is the feel I want. Do a quick edit to this track, and then we'll have the composer score. Tyler Bates, who did the Punishment soundtrack, got busted for the 300 for ripping off songs too close. So before watching The Punisher... I found the full soundtrack and I'm listening to it and there's songs and this was before I even know this was before I knew Tyler Bates did it. So now it makes even more sense songs that like I've heard that before. Some are one's completely blatantly obvious and some like I will two, you'll, you'll hear it. So up first is with uh, any luck. This one gets pulled off of YouTube. I hope it doesn't. Let's see what happens. Oh, They're yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right, we're about to test you, YouTube. <laughs> so it, it, it's the um, 
original part that I say they the a snippet of the part I say they borrowed from. And then this, there's five seconds of silence, and then it jumps into the next clip, which is from the Punisher soundtrack. All right, this is short enough. It might be okay. All right, let's see what happens. All right, I'll, so, I'll go ahead and play this, and, and you kind of vamp over okay. top of it. So this is the track is called The Turnaround. I say this sounds like stealing fat from the Fight Club soundtrack. This is a scene where Tyler Durden and Jack, he actually goes with them for the first time when he's showing him how he gets his product to make the soap. And it's kind of like a little jazzy number with a couple of silent breaks, which in the film is, you know, they're ducking and dodging security guards. So the silent break. So there was a kind of a scene like that where he's kind of creeping around and then doing shit like that. Hit it, DJ. Okay, so this is the one from Fight Club. This sounds like some fucking Zoot Suit Riot. Right? No. No, that's the Punisher one. Oh, Jesus. Okay. What? What? Start from the beginning? What? Had you not heard any of this? I did. What I'm saying is is that sounded like the Punisher part, not the Fight Club song. You put the Fight Club song first, and I already played that part while you were talking about it. Well, how is anyone supposed to hear it if I'm talking about it? <laughs> I'm we, supposed to keep something up and up with the YouTube. Yeah, talking over it helps us getting from getting pulled the copyright pull. So, and then I started playing it again, and you just sat on it and you're like what's going on what's happening i'm and to be fair it's actually it's kind of tough to hear music through the, the google hangout really yeah i don't know music's playing yeah so maybe we don't maybe, maybe oh, oh 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 maybe this you is guys a good, can uh, hear sounders can't you a good separate youtube thing every time you turn the page you have to wash your hands you heard well, that Gilbert. you heard that, heard that. Right? did you guys not hear the music when i was playing it yeah, you can yeah, hear but like yeah, when but, you start talking, everything goes in and out. But you can't. Yeah. So, that, that's nothing your fault. That's kind of the way it's always been. Even when you play the breaks, the same thing happens. Yeah. So, like I said, maybe this is a separate thing for uh, for the YouTubes. That might, that's pretty. That's a pretty solid idea. Because I'm I'm legit yeah. interested in this, but I don't think we can do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, Jose. No, fucking great work. But we but we really can't hear it. <laughs> so, just, so it's not gonna work. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Stupid Google Hangouts. No, I take it back. Google Hangouts is great. It's free. We love it. Don't take it away from us. Yeah. I take it back. I mean that. I just spoke out in anger and frustration. Because I really want to hear what the fuck's going on here. Because I'm very interested in what's happening. I'm sorry, Google. Yeah, let's work this out. Maybe maybe we'll put something together uh, in the future and just fucking break this guy's balls. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of... uh playing music while we're talking oh god damn it tito set an alarm but he's not gonna be able to make it on the show tonight he's too tired his power steering went out on his car so he had to go buy a new car so he's exhausted 
So he's not going to be able to make the show tonight, but he told me to wish Jose good luck in the finals uh, of Pop Fantasy Football next week because it will be... I thought it was over. It will be a Brown wow. Super Bowl, Jose versus Tito. Tito told me to wish Jose good luck, and I told Tito, I will not wish him good luck. Fuck that. <laughs> you know what, you guys? Don't stay in Orlando, motherfuckers. I'm actually team Jose. I want Jose to win. Because, Damn, hey, I don't want to lose. I don't want the guy that beat me to lose. Yeah, and that guy better go on and win. If Kelly beat me, I would want Kelly to go win. Exactly. And a victory for Jose is a victory for Eggnog. Victory for the asterisk. Oh. Well, victory yeah. for Eggnog. If Jose you need wins. to take out that Eggnog hating bastard, Tito. If Jose wins, good luck ever seeing that belt again, because he's going to end up putting it in storage and we'll never see it. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my fucking trophy kit belts. Oh, you mean uh, uh, U-Store on uh, Americana? I think Nice should be tasked with holding on to the belt. Oh, I like that idea. Fuck that. Kinda that like, bitch is coming with me. Kind of like the Keeper of the Cup. Yeah. I think the belt should just be vacated. I think it should be held up, and we should wait until Vince McMahon restarts the XFL. And then we can move it over to the XFL. How about that? I think you just send it to me, and I'll hold on to it until next year. Because the season has an asterisk next to it anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. No, I'm going to take both belts. <laughs> Give me my other fucking belt. But yeah, uh, Jose beat uh, Kelly in a squeaker. And Tito also beat Mel in a squeaker. And you know what? who else won this week? Me, so I'm not the worst. I'm not in last place. You oh, did it. That's all I need. <laughs> We're not the worst. We're not exactly, the worst. Exactly. This so, was the one week I should have had Eli in. And if I had, I would have won. Uh, so that Kerouac Cup is going to be between Juan and Gino. And we Give all, it to him, Gino. And we all know when Gino uh, lands in last place, he never responds to any... Kerouac punishments. He doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't so interact. So Juan loses either way. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> he doesn't interact on Facebook. So Juan, uh, good luck with your punishments in 2018 again. Uh, Juggalo John in the chat says, question I saw on Twitter asking if you drink eggnog warm or cold. Cold. Oh, cold. Ugh. I think if you drink eggnog warm, you'll get fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. One piece of ice. Oh, I don't oh. do any ice. I just like a small. Get out of the oh, you're you're a fancy lady putting. You also put ice in your uh, red wine. Every sip is nice and cold. What a refrigerator's for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to chug my egg. But I always want every sip to be cold. So you just put a little one, one cube of ice, do it up. Fucking eggnog on the rocks. Nog on the rock. The rock nog. Mm. But you know, I can't say warm eggnog is entirely disgusting because I do use it as coffee creamer. Well, yeah, but that's just you're flavoring something else. You're not like yeah. drinking warm eggnog. You put eggnog in your coffee. 
Right. Warm eggnog, I think, will give you the same shits warm milk would. <laughs> but warm no, milk? I, I kind of tend to agree. Yeah. Why? Is why is this the question? Warm milk is a thing, though. It's a, it's a way to get yourself well, to heated. Sleep. Okay, okay, okay. Are we talking like heated on the stove, or are we talking like it's been out? Well, don't just set warm. it out. Don't set it out. No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this eggnog's been uh, fermenting on my uh, windowsill for nine days. <laughs> oh, I think God. it's perfect. I've I've never had or heard of warm eggnog. Oh. But you've I'm heard of for it. you've heard of warm milk, right? Well, yeah, warm milk puts it to bed, Baba. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yes. I've decided that there's no point in trying to maintain any kind of a diet regimen the next couple of weeks because we're going to fucking Chicago. We're going to Portillo's <laughs> Friday. And getting pizza Saturdays a fuck it. So that means it it's the holidays, man. This nog season is on. I'm gonna fucking hit up the nog at some point. I've had I've had zero nogs. Whoa. Somebody this. might have a gift for somebody. Oh, uh, no lie, we stopped in an ABC liquor uh, to look for gifts for people. Uh, didn't end up finding anything, but they did have a bottle of eggnog with the rum in it already. And I thought about uh, sending that to Tito for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up. But Mary was like, that's mean. That's mean. I was like, yeah, it's mean, but it's also, like, fun. It's, you know, like. Yeah, but, like, like, at that point, you're just throwing money down the tubes. I mean, yeah, but it's. it's the It might be worth it for the bit. Right, right. Like, if it's, like, a $7 bottle of Nog with sure, booze in sure. it, that might be worth it. Fair point. Fair point. Give you that. But yeah, cold, cold as possible. Nog. Maybe even in a frosty mug. You know the frosty mug. You know what the I'm talking. Chill. I don't know about the ice cube. Like this old lady. <laughs> Not like a bunch of ice. Just like a half a cube. Oh, maybe we'll see. This we need to we'll revisit this oh. next episode. You know we need, we need to get some nog. We all need to have us some nog at the ready. Uh, we'll record a special episode tomorrow. You want to be very important. I got right. some. That's right. I ain't wasting it by heating it up. No hell no. I've had okay. opportunities to buy. By the time it gets to you, it'll be nice and warm. I, I've had opportunities <laughs> to buy nog recently, but if it ain't hood, I, I ain't into it. And apparently, hood. The only place you can get it is at the Walmart neighborhood market around oh, here. Somebody might be being visited by the hood claws. <laughs> no, seriously. Fucking hell. All right, let's take us a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Star Wars. Uh, yeah. And then come, let's get the fuck out of here. It's getting late. Or maybe I'm just tired. Could be the one. No, it I is got getting a wedding to write. It is 1120. Yeah, we're back in a minute. Love you. Bye.
Ripped Apparel is your one-stop shop for limited edition t-shirts featuring all the crap that you already like anyway. Every day you're going to see three new limited edition designs available only for 24 hours. That's just a single day. After that, they're gone forever. And uh, best yet, if you want to check them out, buy a little something, something they're going to throw a little kickback to us, your folks, your friends here at the podcast. So go to panelsonpages.com, click that banner at the top of the page, or on the sidebar at pcn.panelsonpages.com, or you can just update your bookmark, check it on your phone every single morning. That's what I do. Uh, ripped, that's R-I-P-T dot panelsonpages.com. T-shirts start at just 10 bucks, and they'll kick us a little something every time. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the podcast going. Help us keep the side, side up and get you a pretty cool T-shirt, man. Cool swag, cool shirts, good people, good deals from your favorite podcast. So check it out. Ripped.panelsonpages.com. 24-hour limited edition T-shirts that are pretty damn awesome. Check it out. And uh, now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I think uh, even though we're not doing a news segment this week, I think it would be remiss not to mention that uh, the Disney Fox purchase did go through last week on Thursday. A lot of talk on the internet about that. Um, it's going to be a while before you know we see any effects of it, so let's not get too excited. You know. But you better fucking believe uh, that if Sony and Marvel made a deal for Spider-Man in February of 2015, and Spider-Man showed up in Civil War in uh, May of 2016, that we'll, we'll be seeing some X-Men and some Fantastic Four before not too long. Yeah, for sure. Like, some people, I don't want to point fingers or name names, say that it's going to be five to ten years before we see any of these characters. Like, no, I, th- I think I think it'll probably be one to two years. Like, they say that the merger is supposed to take a year, year and a half, you know, with all the government oversight, whatnot. Sure, okay. But I think it's very likely that we can have a post credit scene in Infinity War 2 that introduces maybe the Fantastic Four and definitely some uh, cosmic characters, maybe like an Annihilus or a Galactus or something showing up in Guardians 3 in 2020. I mean, I, th- I, I think that's almost a fucking lock. Oh, for sure. I'm, honestly, I'm hoping Guardians 3 is Annihilation. Uh, who knows? It it might be, but then again, how far into writing Guardians Three was James Gunn already? But then again, he loves Annihilation, <laughs> so he might yeah he might wipe his ass with that original script. <laughs> One thing besides the obvious, and like I've seen some people suggest that oh we'll never see Deadpool. And uh, and Captain America on screen together. I'm like, really? It's like the entire time. That's <laughs> that's fucking leaving money on the table. And with uh, a, a lot of people's problems with bringing these characters in is how to explain where they've been or why they're just showing up now. With Deadpool, the fucking reason is built into the character. He breaks the fourth wall. 
So he could show up wherever the fuck he wants in whatever movie. Yeah. We'll probably see Deadpool before anybody. Uh, I don't know. But I've, I've been on mute this whole time. I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I got you. I, we got you. We got you. Did you have any hot takes while I was t- talking that entire time? No, I'm just saying that, you know, the internet almost broke its neck trying to suck its own dick talking about the merger last week. And I do feel like it is possible to be excited for X-Men Fantastic Four Deadpool coming into the proper Marvel Cinematic Universe and also be wary of a huge corporate merger like this. Like, you can be apprehensive about it and be bummed that there's going to be, like, five to 10,000 10, jobs lost. Oh, yeah, people losing their goddamn jobs. But still be stoked about, you know, some of the cool shit that we're going to see. This Fox was going under no matter what. Someone was going to buy them out. See, I, and, you know, I could give a fuck about the X-Men at this point coming over unless they just scorch the earth and start all over again, which they probably will have to. Um, you know? I came up with a concept that could bring the X-Men into the MCU. Uh, it, it's a little far-fetched, but... I don't want no Fastbender. <clears throat> I don't want no... and I don't want no McAvoy. None of them. <laughs> well, either no way. No Macklemore. Either, either no way. Macklemore. No Iggy Azalea. If they keep the same cast or they go with a new cast, my idea is you do a reverse House of M, and it's been... Uh, uh, remember uh, when Sentry came back a few like ten years ago, and the story was that uh, everyone had like was under mind control and had forgotten about him. Was it, uh, it made him forget? Right. Yeah. Right. So Scarlet Witch made like a an opposite House of M and completely erased the X Men from this reality. And then you can tie that into her being a mutant. You can bring fucking Quicksilver in. You can have her be Magneto's daughter. And and just all of a sudden, we get the X-Men back. They've been there the entire time. This this MCU is, a, is an alternate universe or whatever. And then you can also set up for Scarlet Witch being like a big bad at some point. You love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love it. <laughs> I mean, it could work. I I wouldn't be a huge fan of it, but it'd be a decent enough way to explain it. Well, with the reality bending powers of you, you've got Scarlet Witch, you've got the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, uh, Doctor Strange can move between dimensions. Like, it's not that hard to bring the X Men in. And no. like I always said, the Fantastic Four have been in space this entire time. Well, yeah, that's easy enough. One to that do. you can do any time. That's the thing too. Like, I, like where are the X Men? Like, that makes sense because it's a race of people. But you can do the Fantastic Four anytime. right? You know, they don't have to. They could, you know, fucking that ship would go up in space tomorrow. It'd be fine. You know. Yeah, I like the idea that the ship went up like the same week that. Tony Stark came out and announced he was Iron Man. You could do that too, one thousand percent. Yeah, because they said what that the Captain Marvel movie is going to be set in the nineties, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why not? So they've just been out there, stuck in space, 
you know, bickering so with each other. Back, like, after being essentially marooned right. with crazy-ass powers. And, like, fuck, now they're superheroes? What yeah. the shit? Yeah, and they've been fighting mole men and, and whatever for, for, you know, ten years. Oh, mole men on the moon! Oh, yeah. Moon mole men! <laughs> moon mole men. There you go. So, Star Wars... So Star Wars. All right. So, real quick, just kind of like fucking your, you know, two sentence review, or whatever. So I'm gonna mute myself while I eat cookies. You guys have fun. <laughs> Good call. Good call. But so, be, feel free to insert your hot takes. You know about Darth Vader's pocket dogs and all that. Yeah, it's very important. Bungle, bungle <laughs> so I liked it. Didn't love it. Liked it. It's really long. And you don't need the middle part at all. And that's kind of shitty storytelling. It is long. The middle part uh, as a whole is inconsequential. Like, it changes nothing about the The story. The whole Finn story... That's what yeah, that's, that's what part. we're talking about. We're talking about the, the whole Finn Rose plot was inconsequential to the greater story. Finn completely out of that movie and nothing changes. Right. Every scene cut everything out of him. Nothing changes. That being said, I enjoyed all of that stuff. Even though it really had no bearing on the overall plot, I dug it. I dug it all. I liked it. Well, that's the thing. I, I did not dislike it. Like everything else, that I mean, it's all working. Like the the performances are fantastic, and like, everything looks amazing. But just when it's that unnecessary, I can't help but just think it's just kind of a shitty way to tell that story. The space donkeys running through the casino planet did have some prequel taste to them a little bit, but. And and as far as it being long, it was definitely long, but and I'm we saw it at nine forty five at night, but I was I was wide awake for the whole thing, and I wasn't twisted in my seat or nothing. What do you think, Jose? What's your your quick take? What do you think? Uh, who me? No, Jose. I, I liked it. I, I heard somebody say when we left, it was one of his favorite of all time. Well, that was a if fucking I, fanboy, man. Like, you can't say that immediately after seeing a movie. <laughs> but, like, I wouldn't go that far. It was good. I liked it. It definitely had problems. It had some issues. They still bitched out Captain Phasma. She uh, got a fight scene, though. She got a fucking jerk-off fight scene. It was garbage. I, I think that that's the only reason that that whole Finn thing happened was that he could fight Phasma. Probably. Yeah, but it, it's a bullshit lead up and it's a fucking garbage follow through fight. It, it The whole Finn, I would rather... I have no problem with Finn as a character. And do more than chase his tail around in a circle with a groupie and... Um, why Poe just yelling at everybody? <laughs> he was very intense. Why? Was, like, like all the shit with Finn, like, basically, 
eighty percent of the conflict until they get to the fucking you know other planet would have been completely excised if Laura Dern wasn't being an asshole and if Finn wasn't being an asshole. Poe, you, like, po, you mean? Why are you, everyone keeping secrets? Yeah, yeah. Why, why, if he was like, "What the fuck? This is crazy." If she just went, "No, it's cool. We're gonna go over there." Right. He'd yeah. be like, "Oh, yeah." Here's the point. Oh. The yeah, like they didn't bug the ship and they were listening and you had to play it off and. You know, you're putting on this play where they think you're doing one thing because they're listening to you. Tell the brother what's going on. Suppose not just yelling at everybody. Yeah, I like to the point to where when they pull guns on them, she's not like, wait, idiot, this is what we're doing. Like, none of that shit happens. <laughs> no, we're going to make you think I'm the bad guy. Gotcha. Yeah, the whole Poe Holdo interaction and storyline was the weakest part of the movie for me. Yeah, I loved all the fucking all the Ray, the Kylo, the Luke shit. I loved all of that, that motherfucker Kylo Ren. Ray Kylo FaceTiming using the Force was by far my favorite thing in the movie. I thought it was really good. But everything else just seemed weak and like they just carried characters over to this movie because they were in the last one. It didn't fe- they didn't feel like they had anything worth doing. Yeah, and that's probably fair to say. Like, you know, a good- I do like th- this is the order I got them. I got it Rogue One. <laughs> Rogue One is really good. <laughs> I like Rogue One a lot. Rogue One is so boring. And he's gone. <laughs> he he's fucking gone. praised Rogue One and Google Hangouts murdered itself. What the fuck he gets? What he gets? I guess. But like this, the like all the all the Finn, uh, Finn, uh, Kylo, uh, who I just will almost exclusively refer to as that motherfucker Kylo Ren because <laughs> he killed Han Solo. Uh, the Ray Luke, that, like that's what people came for, right? Like, that, yeah. That's what people showed up. That's what people wanted to see. But they really need to pad out a movie. So let's put Ron Weasley and Poe. In the low-speed chase for like an hour and a half. Yeah, and that kind of sucks. That's yeah. too bad, you know. It was uh, kind of fucked up to see some of those ships just kind of fall off by the wayside because they just ran out of gas. Which that's fucking dumb too. So it's like, okay, the plan is if we just get a little bit too far from the big ships. The little ships can't get us anymore. It's like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like, what? What's to keep a Tie Fighter from fucking them up just because they're a little bit further away? That just seems kind of silly. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It was something about uh, the Tie Fighters not having uh, the. Uh, I forget the word. See, I feel like if you, I mean, if you hit them enough, like. It would do something. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah. And uh, then the, the passage of time is weird, too. It's just like, you know, they keep going on about giving specifically, hey, you know, we only got like 18 hours of fuel in these fucking ships. Meanwhile, Ray's having like a five-day summer camp with Luke Skywalker in what appears to be the same amount of time. That's kind of unclear. And again, just speaks of just kind of weird storytelling things. Like, all the performances are great. The character work is good. Like it all looks really cool, but it's just it's just needs it's just not tight. Uh, Mel in the chat 
asks, someone explain to me how Leia woke up in space and pimp floated over to the door. <laughs> that was weird, but I loved it. <laughs> that was weird. Oh, yeah. Like, because again, that motherfucker Kylo Ren killed Han Solo. And so I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's going to kill Leia too? I hate this son of a bitch even more than ever. <laughs> but then she lived. I'm okay with that. Uh, so... It's kind of a bummer. On one hand, that they no weren't... guys didn't you hear Leia died? <laughs> it's like it happened. What was that this year? It was uh, December twenty seventh of last year. All the coke caught up to her. Yeah, all the coke caught it up to sure her. It sure did. Uh, it's kind of a bummer that they didn't just go ahead and, you know, end her in that scene instead of turning in her into space super Leia. But then again, we wouldn't have gotten her scene with. Uh, Luke's hologram, <laughs> but having the the Leia Luke scene was awesome, and I yeah. would have hate to lost that just because she right. passed away. But also, now there's no Han, there's no Luke, there's no hope, there's no jobs, there's no cash, and Leia's okay, still I... alive, but the actress has passed away. So See, but I don't think that we've seen the last of Luke by a long shot. Oh no, he'll he'll fucking Obi Wan it for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. He... Roasted marshmallows with homeboy. Anything's possible. Fucking I was so happy when Yoda showed up, you guys. My mouth was Fucking so wide when Yoda showed up. <laughs> he showed up and he was a goddamn Muppet. And he was insane. <laughs> insane puppet ghost Yoda saying, mm, burn this motherfucker down, we will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, He's like oh. Fuck that tree, you will. Yeah. Like, oh, what are you gonna? You gonna you read that shit? You gonna burn down our fucking library? All right, <laughs> lightning, motherfucker. Let's party, Luke. <laughs> oh, oh Yoda made me so happy, you guys. Yoda is an he example. Said, I, brought, I stole some stash from Ben Kenobi. <laughs> There's like. Force Awakens gets criticized for having too much fan service in it and being a carbon copy of A New Hope. I I like Force Awakens a lot, but it basically is A New Hope. Oh, no, agreed. I feel like Last Jedi has a bunch of great fan service in there. You get Luke, you get Leia, you get Yoda. You get all kinds of fucking harkens back to the original trilogy but then they fucking subvert so much of it and do weird stuff with the story with the themes the fact that one of the first scenes luke is in he's milking a giant prosthetic sea cow on the side of a mountain and you That's see you see the udders that might be one of the weirdest things i've ever seen in a star wars movie and I and he looks up at Ray with like a blue milk mustache, like do something. I fucking loved it. Yeah, <laughs> so he was bizarre. a different. Po what that whole thing with Poe was almost like a fucking uh, um, robot chicken sketch. Oh, uh, where it was, uh, he was on hold essentially. Yeah. Okay, I'll wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that they carried over because uh, Force Awakens started with some. Poe banter, doing some Han Solo-y type uh, snark. So I, I was cool with that. It, man, Luke was the shit. Yeah, I love this. 
and that that's why I love I, I liked it. I like this a lot, but that's why I love Rogue One the most out of the new shit because we finally got to see the Vader we saw in the prequels. That, that's what has that a notch above the Damn, that's fucking five minutes of that movie. But it's, it's such a good five It's minutes. great. It's great. I love it. But it's it, it, that five minutes is better than any Vader we got in combined. And anything but a comic book, right? Yeah, for sure. So we finally getting that was the shit. And I love Rogue One. You hate Rogue One to begin with. So it could have been 40 minutes and you still would be like, eh. <laughs> a Vader? I would have, if it was just a Vader movie, I would have preferred it. They, they could have had Kelsey Grammer as beat in that. And you'd still would have been like. I don't understand where you're coming from with that because my problem with Rogue One is it's fucking boring and you don't care about any of the characters and they're all bland and uninteresting and and you have no connection to them when they all get fucking vaporized. Sure, Darth Vader's great and he does some cool shit with a lightsaber, but that's five minutes and it's essentially the deleted scene from the beginning of A New Hope, <laughs> and then you lead into weird, uncanny valley Princess Leia. I like the movie. I know you did. And that's one of the things I've said on Twitter, is there is... The Last Jedi is divisive. People hate it. <laughs> like okay, here's, the thing. here's the thing. I'll tell you right now. Like I have... All I've seen... Are fucking headlines and Twitter people talking about you know fucking petitions to have it removed from canon and shit like that, whatever, blah blah. blah. Like, but like I don't read any of that shit because I I, I can't I can't like I, I can't be bothered to read somebody's fucking think piece about the last Jedi. I just can't do it. I'm not I'm not gonna fucking. CBR do has had at least thirty different articles about the last Jedi in the past five days. Yeah, and I fucking cannot go on with that shit. <laughs> they had it. a headline on Friday morning that was, uh, uh, bet, uh, the Last Jedi cameo that no one expected. I was like, you motherfuckers, that shit came out last night. Was Fuck. it Hulk Hogan? No, it was Yoda. Your fireman's brothers. <laughs> but, like, so maybe one of you... going to call him Space N-Words. Don't do... <laughs> because, again, like, you know... I liked it just fine. Like my and like all my problems with it are just like weird pacing things and like from a storytelling standpoint, this doesn't make any sense and like you know, maybe I would have liked to find out, I don't know, anything about Snoke before he died. Like well, is he dead though? Is he pretty dead? Pretty sure. <laughs> like <laughs> we thought Darth Maul was pretty sure dead. Okay. Cut it. I mean, he's And that that's one thing I do not want to see is I don't want to see this whole fucking Everyone dies, but they come back. Like Captain Fantasia, dead. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to see that character again. You're, you're wasting the character, and you're not doing shit with it. And you killed her. I don't want to see him again. In regards, yeah. should be dead. I don't want to see him. But Snoke's probably not dead. They Unless, carry Snoke away in pieces. In regards like, to Snoke, pieces. I think he's pretty safe to say he's dead. Mary, I don't Mary, know. Darth Vader fell in lava. That's true. <laughs> We were, uh, they had all the originals on TNT this past weekend. We were watching Return of the Jedi, and Mary made the point because a lot of people are complaining that 
Force Awakens sets up Snoke as this mysterious character, and a bunch of people over the past two years have made Snoke theories. Like, who is Snoke? What is Snoke? What's his story? So on and so forth. He makes it halfway through The Last Jedi, gets cut in half. And we don't really learn much more about Snoke. What did you know about the Emperor in Return of the Jedi? Before he got thrown down a fucking mineshaft. But, like, for me, that's not quite the same thing, because, like, he's the emperor, right? He's right there. Like, he's the fucking emperor, and that's all great. And then, like, sometime between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, like, there's a new empire with a new dude, and, like, it's never been explained to us at all. Oh, well, we'll get the animated series for that. (laughs) Just wait. uh, Maybe, yeah. (laughs) Like, so, so, like, what What was hell? is so terrible about this that nerds are losing their goddamn minds. The, like, it's fine. The What I've seen is, uh, first of all, there was no answers about Snoke because, you know, people spent two years creating their own theories about who Snoke is. Well, that's fucking on you guys. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, like, ain't nobody asked you to build him a backstory. They, they say, here's the movie. Check it out. They essentially threw out the thread about who Ray's parents are. Again, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that too. But I feel like it's very possible that Kylo Ren was bullshitting her. But I love it. The implication being that she kind of knows it too. You know? Yeah. I love it as is. Like, again, two years people have been working on theories about who Ray's parents are. For them to just say, oh, they're just a couple of drunk... Dirt bags from Jakku who no, sold you for some it. meth money. That's great. Uh, and and that moment where he's like, I'm going to tell you about your parents. And everybody goes quiet. And everybody's like, all right, here it comes. And he's like, just a couple of drunks. drunks. I'm like, oh, nice. The Just the way they yeah. subverted that. So people are disappointed that she's not, she's not a Kenobi. She's not a Skywalker. She's not Palpatine's yeah, daughter. She doesn't fucking have to be. That's genius. I love and, that. People are not happy with the portrayal of Luke. What? Yes. <laughs> and like the, well, the, the, the dismissal the main... of the Force and the Jedi. Like, uh, if, if you stand back, I didn't get this until after seeing it. If you step back, a lot of the themes in the Last Jedi are stop holding on to the past. It's not about fucking destiny. It's not about who your parents are. Look to, yeah, yeah, towards yeah. the future. Like, burn that shit down, Pookie. Quit worrying about the past. And that's that was an indictment of Star Wars fans, essentially. <laughs> it's Snoke. You guys, it, I love this movie right now. <laughs> Ray's parents storyline, something Abrams wanted to continue. And then we got a new guy, and he's okay. kind of like, eh, how about maybe not? Okay. I don't. I mean, believe... that's J.J. Abrams' shit, where he's just like, "Man, I got all these ideas, guys. We're gonna do so many ideas." Oh wait, I gotta go do this thing. I'll see you guys uh, later. I <laughs> don't. Scatterbrain. I do if not believe. Here, get the fuck out with your story. I do not believe for a fucking second that Disney would allow J.J. Abrams to shoot a single frame of The Force Awakens with them planning to do an entire trilogy without that trilogy already mapped out, at least, at the very least. So the idea that Ryan Johnson took threads that J.J. Abrams set up and just shit-canned them 
because he wanted to change the direction. I I cannot believe that that's possible. There's like the way that they've got that whole universe on fucking lockdown over there. No fucking way. right. Exactly. Like, like Kathleen Kennedy is driving that ship. Like she's spearheading that thing. Like she's the fucking Star Wars Feige in every way that counts. Yes, exactly. Like Feige isn't letting John Favreau change the course of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in movie two. You know, that's part of the reason why he left. You know, that that's why Edgar Wright left Ant Man is because they had an idea, you have to connect these dots. Yeah. And and, th- and that's why, you know, we're seeing you know, fucking shakeups and directors on movies that are practically done. Right. <laughs> for Star Wars. Like, fucking, they, they shit can Lord Miller from Han Solo, and they were, again, I, I, like, damn near finished. Right. Because Kathleen Kennedy's like, nah, you're not playing with the toys right. Sorry. Like, so there's no fucking way, no way that Ryan Donza came in and cleared the fucking slate. The, Get out of here with that. The idea that people don't like the portrayal of Luke. That's like, preposterous. Like, were you not paying attention to the force awakens like they set up the story that he had a new group of jedi shit went bad his entire temple got burnt down one of his star pupils went off and became essentially a sith and then murdered han solo yeah luke skywalker is going to be kind of a cranky asshole i feel been through some shit. Been through some shit. He has hidden himself on an island, and the only maps are in two different droids, and you gotta put the <laughs> puzzle together. Yeah, this motherfucker is sucking on blue teeth on the reg. He is a little bit reclusive, a little bit cranky, and he doesn't want to deal with your hokey religions and ancient weapons no more. So when <laughs> Rage. When he's like, what did you think I was going to do? Hop in a ship and grab a laser sword and save the day? Right. <laughs> and and that was that line was directed right at the audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair to say. The fact that the last movie ends with Luke Skywalker taking off his hood as Rey is going to hand him the lightsaber. And then we do that sweeping helicopter shot and then uh, directed by J.J. Abrams. The fact that we went from that... To Luke taking the lightsaber and chucking it over his fucking shoulder. <laughs> yeah. It sets the tone for the whole movie, and I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. I All said this is great. I said this in our podcast chat. I wish every minute I was watching Last Jedi. I every, every second that I'm not watching it is a disappointment right now. We've only yeah, seen damn, it, son. we've only seen it once, and it bums me out to no end. <laughs> Fucking hey, good for you! I'm glad you love it. Loved it, loved it, and the the things that people have criticisms of, I can recognize those, but I also love those criticisms. I love those things that people hate. See, none of that shit even registers to me as bad. Like that's like none of it. And like and again, this movie to me it has really really high peaks. Like the stuff oh, that it does God. right, it does super oh, God. fucking fucking right. uh Holdo taking the ship uh light speed through Snoke's ship and just cutting so it bad. in half. Great visuals. Um rooms the shit. The entire oh the, the red room, Snoke's chamber. Yeah, that entire uh, Kylo Ren Ray team up scene, so great. Like fucking, uh, I've seen some criticisms that you know he turns on Snoke 
and then they fight back to back and fight all those Praetorian guards. And then at the end of it, you expect them to be a team. You expect Kylo Ren has come back from the dark dark side and they're going to be heroes now. And then at the end of it, he's like, all right, cool. Fucking join me. Let's let's rule this motherfucker. She's like, I love that, too. That's great. No. And and some people suggest that, you know, that whole fight, that whole scene, him turning on Snoke, that was all for nothing. It's like, no, it's not like he sees that Snoke is fucking with him and and calls him weak and and just demeans him. So guess what? I'm going to cut him in half. This I got, motherfucker is talking shit in front of the girl yeah, I like. I got my homie Ray over here who, who like, we're connected. We've got a connection. We can FaceTime without iPhones. And this motherfucker's talking shit to my yeah, face? She's seen me without my shirt on. We're going to kill everybody <laughs> in this fucking room. Motherfucker. Like, at no point was he going back over to the light side. It was, I'm going to kill this guy, and I think I can get her to the dark side. That's why we're teaming up. It wasn't yeah, a no, switcheroo. Was great. Yeah, it wasn't kill Snoke because it's the right thing to do. Right. It was kill Snoke. I'll sit in his chair. Let's go. Yeah. 100%. Fuck nerds. Fuck nerds to death. <laughs> because, because seriously, like, the problems with the movie are structural. Right? That's, those are the problems. They're structural issues. All the character stuff is great. <laughs> fuck, fuck them. Ugh. Nerds are gross. Uh, John in the chat says that some of the jokes in this movie were really goofy. And that's another complaint, is people say that they they marvel. Hold on, I got this. John, I think you were accidentally watching a film called The Goofy Movie. <laughs> and that is, in fact, why those jokes were goofy. Because they were being performed by a character whose name is actually Goofy. Right. Okay, continue. Of the Goof Troop. Yes. Formerly of the Goof Troop. Uh, people complain that it's too marvelized with some of the jokes. I was like, like, do you guys have you guys seen Star Wars? Like Star Wars is fun and funny. The prequels, like that was the problem with the prequels. They weren't fun. They weren't funny at all. No. Like No, they're fucking I dreadful. remember seeing The Force Awakens for the first time and when Poe is face to face at the very beginning, he's face to face with Kylo Ren and Poe's like, "Okay, well, do I talk? You want to talk?" Like that that's almost the first line in the movie and I'm like, "Oh god, we got Star Wars back. It's yeah. back, you guys." Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like we're talking about Han Solo fucking, you know, talking into the the guard console like, "No, we're fine. We're all we're all all good here." Like that's it's all fun shit, man. Like that stuff's always been in there. Juggalo John says some of the goofy jokes that he didn't like were BB-8 as a slot machine and BB-8 powering the ATST Walker. I loved both of those. <laughs> just, oh yeah, when he's just rolling around, jingling from all the change yeah, inside of him. And then he cashes out, and then this ATST walks up, the head pops off, and it's just BB 8 fucking power, uh, controlling an ATST. At the beginning, when, uh, in, the, oh, this is one thing that I wanted to mention, but it was so early on in the movie, I completely forgot about it. Fucking. Poe Dameron Tokyo drifting his X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> he slammed on the E-brake and then Tokyo drifted. But then there's the spot where BB-8 is trying to plug all the holes in the like the electrical system. Like uh, the little Dutch boy at the dam. And he's got all these metal arms trying to plug all these holes. It's oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. It makes me so happy. 
Yeah, to me, these movies, the thing they do the absolute most right is that they look and feel like Star Wars. <laughs> Mel mentions the do you think you got him line when uh, Kylo Ren's like, all of our firepower, yeah. fire it at Luke Skywalker. <laughs> so pretend for a second that you don't like, do you think you got him? Okay, pretend for a second that you don't like that. The fact that the next fucking thing you see is Luke walking out of a cloud fucking dusting his shoulders off, you should give that fucking line. <laughs> so Luke shows up on Crate, and he's got uh, a haircut. He ran some just for men through his beard. And he's looking a little trimmer, and it's like, oh, man. like He changed his mind, and he took the time to get a haircut and dye his beard. And it's like, this is this is weird. That's That's weird. And then all of a sudden, he pops out with the blue lightsaber again. It's like, wait, what? That thing just got cut in half. Okay, I get it now. There it is. (laughs) Okay. I see what's going on. I like everything about that except for the fucking Matrix duck. No, especially the Matrix duck. I love the Matrix duck. (laughs) Everyone stop doing that move. Give Luke Skywalker a fucking break. I I am. I'm giving him all the break. I love everything about it. I think he was baller as shit. And I loved everything about that scene. Except for when he did that. I was like, meh. See, I, I feel mean, like it's been long enough since we've seen it. He can bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, I think any, any movie in the past 10 years with a fucking knife, sword, even bullets have used that. Oh, uh, so wait, you didn't like that part? How about the part where Ghost Yoda burns a fucking tree to the ground? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. You don't see that all the time. Now, when movies start having Yoda burn trees down every... all the time, now we got to talk. I'm mad at it all. I I, I liked it just fine. And I just... God, hearing some of the things that people are so outraged about is just... Ugh, that's a bummer. Uh, I that's, have to. That's people that just don't fucking get it. It's ha- still a movie. Well, uh, there, there was a guy uh, started a petition for Lucasfilm to remove the Last Jedi from Star Wars canon. Did you guys see this story? If you start petitions for anything, you're an asshole. <laughs> well, not for anything, but okay for, for anything related to culture. a work of fiction. Yeah. Yes. So this guy starts this petition. To remove the Last Jedi from Star Wars canon, and the story gets I'm picked sure up. I'm seen a whole girl naked once. The story gets picked up by a lot of places, and then you know a bunch of people sign it. It's it's all over the place, and then the story came out today that the guy has essentially backed down off of his petition because he's like, you know what? So I'm in a wheelchair, and I started a GoFundMe to help me with. Uh, Medical costs, you know, a month ago, and I barely got any money. I start this stupid, stupid Last Jedi petition, and I get hundreds of thousands of signatures. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe we all need to take a step back. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Uh, wow. Uh, I have to uh, give it up to Jose. I have to tell him he was right all along because we did in fact see the Infinity War trailer in IMAX in 3D 
before The mm-hmm. Last Jedi. And even though I had watched it ten times, it still gave me full-body goosebumps. I can only imagine watching it for the first time in IMAX it, like Jose did. It was did. pretty cool, y'all. Pretty. See, we didn't get that. We, the only commercial we got was uh, Black Panther, which, again, looked fucking dope on the big screen. And we didn't get a but. Black Panther trailer. We got uh, Jurassic World 2, uh, Alita Battle Angel, and... Looks so, fucking nuts. Yeah. So how about the uh, Alita Battle Angel? Like, how, how about it? Looks fucking weird, right? I keep forgetting to actually watch that trailer. It does. It, that was my first time watching it. It does look weird, but like... Robert Rodriguez, kind of good. Yeah, but just, she Alita looks weird. Well, she's a robot, so. But like, why is her face all fucked up? Because because it's an anime, isn't it? So they're they're yeah, trying to do like the anime. Style. Everyone else in the fucking movie. Like every character in that movie was in an anime first. Fucked up eyes. Weird. What did you, you did you describe it as? It also looks cool though. I'm sure I'll get over it once I start watching it. Yeah, that Black Panther trailer, you guys. Which is a, a trailer I wish I would not have seen this second version of because it would have been cool to know Michael fucking Jordan in the movie, not in the commercial. Right. Thanks, dicks. Yeah. What are you going to do? That would pretty fucking cool to see for the first time watching the movie I just dropped 40 bucks on. Oh, remember my story from last week where I was talking about Mary and I were watching Toy Story on Freeform, which is bumping, and bumping. they, they bumping. played a commercial for The Last Jedi, and they showed something super cool looking that I wish they hadn't showed, and then Mary comes in, and they play the same commercial, and she reacted viscerally to it. She went, whoo! to something in a TV commercial the week before Star Wars comes out. Really? It was when uh, Ray for, uh, force grabs Kylo Ren's lightsaber. They showed that in a TV commercial. Get the fuck out of here. I will not. So that was... Shut spo- the front door. That was spoiled in advance. That it sucks. Just like watching fucking Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman walking for the first time. Yeah. Just- yeah that's bullshit because like you're all we're all coming out. Like we're gonna see Star Wars. We bought the tickets already. Like don't fucking do that. They're Everything- trying to sway me. Everything was yeah, but all the theaters were already sold out, Telly. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. Like, we looked into possibly seeing it again this past weekend and it, it was not happening. We would have had to go to a non reserved seat theater Oh, like and savages probably Slug you know the fucking commoners get there an hour and a half ahead of time so we get good seats. No thanks. Ugh, what am I a fucking trash person? <laughs> am I a fucking mole man on the moon? <laughs> Which I bet you they're hiding out Red Skull's Nazi base. <laughs> Ugh. So. I just triggered a memory. We're, are we all done with Star Wars talk? We feel, we feel good about it? Yeah, I uh, I fucking love it, and I can't wait to see it again, and I'm sorry for anyone that doesn't love it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking glad you love it. And like, Again, I think if all the Space Vegas stuff wasn't in there, I think I would probably love it. Like, if it weren't for that, just that, that whole 
side quest being so totally unnecessary kind of bummed me out. It is. Like, they totally really call it Space Vegas? It, it's called... It, it's um, Space Vegas. It's called something bite. Simo uh, bite or something like that. And it's essentially a uh, Vegas city on a, a planet with, with oh, a okay. casino. and so a... It's not legit just called Space Vegas. <laughs> no. It's called okay. Death Vegas. It is now. But but I will say that were it not for that weird Space Vegas side quest, we wouldn't get uh, Benicio Del Toro in the movie. Yeah, but and how about give us him in a way that means something? While completely inconsequential, he was really fun. Who knows? Does maybe... he have to stutter, though? Does it, did... <laughs> he, I liked it. Was it. Very, I, uh, was kind of, I liked that a lot. I thought it was cool. It was very <laughs> usual suspects. Flipping for real. Yeah. And just uh, making choice of doing neat shit. I liked it. <laughs> give me the bag, but, you uh, cocksucker. So you're talking about the the fucking moon base reminded me that before we talk comic books and get the fuck out of here, I have to share this story with you because I meant to talk about it uh, when it happened, but I forgot. You so went to the moon? Ago, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I found out that I work with a legit goddamn crazy person. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> so I'm getting up to go pee, and this guy who sits a few desks down with me, I've never spoken to him beyond like, he has to go on. How are you? Whatever. We're not even. We're not friendly. Like not even. You know. He says to me, "Hey, is that show any good?" Oh, good. I'm like, huh? And he points at me. I look down. and I'm wearing an Iron Fist shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Iron. Um, I'm like it's okay. It's not great. You know. I kind of walk over. I'm like, it's probably like. I mean, it's definitely like the. The weakest of those Defender shows, for sure, you know. And it's like, the, the Defender shows? I'm like, yeah, it's a Netflix up. It's, you know, your Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, whatever. And he says, is Jessica Jones a superhero, too? I am not. I don't remember her back from the day when I was collecting. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, she's, like, newer. You know, maybe about 10, 15 years old. She's, like, a relative new character, whatever, you know. And he says, what's, what's her story? What's her powers? I go, I mean, like, you know, she can fly, she's strong. And I said, but her powers aren't really, like, the important part. The important part, like, is her story, like, what her story's about. It's how she kind of basically has, essentially, she has PTSD when she was younger. You know, she got mind controlled by this character, Kilgrave, and he made her do some, like, really awful shit when she finally had powers. And that's when my day took a turn that I was not expecting. He says, Oh, sounds to me like it's some soft disclosure. What? What, what does that mean? <laughs> See, now that is, a, that is a phrase that I had heard before. And the, 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 the short version of that is, like, soft disclosure is... He invests, by he, he invests in Bitcoin, that, doesn't by, he? What's that? He invests in Bitcoin, doesn't he? I mean... <laughs> so, the idea is that the government, or them, whoever they are... Uh, introduces certain concepts into the... the 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 culture by way of fiction whatever that way when they're inevitably revealed to be real people aren't super shocked by them oh right and i'm like no i've met the guy that created that character i'm pretty sure that that's not what this is that's <laughs> <laughs> not what's going on here and then the wheels fall off man we're talking about the lizard people, oh, and yeah, yeah. Oh, no. 
<laughs> we're talking about uh, the fact that you know no one can explain how Germany's army went from twenty five thousand troops after the Treaty of Versailles to half a million troops in World War Two, including because the reptilians gave cloning technology to Hitler, and how Hitler had an underwater base under Antarctica and how the sun is really a hexagon and he's got pictures of it and like guys i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of into this (laughs) we covered like a lot of bases in a short amount of time and i had to pee the entire time (laughs) did we talk about wormholes did we talk about jose's cloning story well here's the thing like and like i I'll take some trips with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, sure. I, that's some fun shit to talk about. You, in a lot of ways, like, there's like, it, it doesn't, it never takes a lot for me to be like, that level was an inside job, or like, fuck, maybe we didn't go to the moon, because <laughs> 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 it's you know we probably went to the moon, and you know, my level was totally an inside job, but whatever. <laughs> but, you know, but like. He went deep, and he like he went all over the place, and like it, it went fast. And I don't know what the hell happened. I have no <laughs> idea. Before you knew it, everyone knows but me. Like I'm the last one to find out about this dude. And I'm like, none of you fuckers could tell me. <laughs> Before like, you no know it, you're have... like, hey, heads up on this. <laughs> you got piss running down your leg. It was <laughs> fucking bonkers, you guys. Did we talk about Jose's? Uh, it's not his theory, but there's the theory that. Uh, I, no, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Okay, one of my YouTube Illuminati wormholes. So, so we're in New York, and it's um, we're watching Saturday Night Live, and Eminem was the musical guest, and Jose just matter of factly says to me, he says, "You know, Eminem's a clone, right?" <laughs> and I said, "I said what?" And he's like, "Yeah, don't you know that there's the theory that." Whenever somebody like leaves the public eye and they come back and they're like they look different or they're in better shape, that means like the government got to them, took them away, cloned them, and then put the clone out in public. He's he's oh. like, and I said I say to Jose and I was like, please please go on. Who else has, who else is a clone? <laughs> okay, so and he's like Eminem, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. one of them. Uh, um, Dave Chappelle, Michael Jackson's daughter. Eminem, uh, Martin Lawrence. Like, you tell me that happened to Michael Jackson and the clone got all fucked up. I'll hear you that argument. Well, we can but have that discussion. <laughs> his daughter, because she, like, had that uh, suicide little scare for a second. And then she, like, just vanished. And her last, her last tweet was, like, a very vague Illuminati type. You know, I know they're watching coming to get me type thing you know they, they're the reason why my dad was the way he was i know they're still watching and then like you didn't hear from her again and all of a sudden you're here that she commit suicide and then she disappeared for a while and now she's back and now she's thriving so care when, when that happens clone. <laughs> i remember reading that there is a there's a string of people that believe that avril lavigne died Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's part of it. Yeah, uh, she was on it. Her her name has came up, and like yes, like some of the deaths, some of the deaths were like the real guy died. You know, it's kind of like the whole Paul McCartney. Elvis did the swap. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis swapped out with a guy to be Elvis, and then that guy died. Right. There's that that whole Which thing. The plot of Bubba Hotep. Yes. Saw that. Where Bruce Campbell plays Elvis and you know, uh, old- Ozzy Davis plays uh, JFK. Good stuff. So yeah, if it looks like it ain't right, probably a clone. <laughs> just clearly, just so matter-of-factly says this, <laughs> and it it was the best part of my night. It was just great. Saying man. Clone. They do some crazy shit with technology. And Hitler did have a base in Antarctica. All, all these facts hold up in court. I'm not sure they do. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, God. Well, if you type an Eminem clone into Google, you get 504,000 results. Oh, <laughs> God. Probably written, it's real. Probably real. written written by that, Dave Chappelle's clones. If you're go- if people are googling only people only Google the truth that much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna get the petitions going to have the clones treat more respect. Oh, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Let's talk about combo. Let's get the fuck out of here. The problem with comic books is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. So, got some stuff, some stories coming. It's been a good time uh, in recent weeks for the comic books. Pretty, pretty pleased with the state of the state of the world. I think it's good stuff. Um, shit, I finally read uh, the Fix number ten. It took a minute to get there because. The last issue came out so long ago, I had to reread the one before it because it had been six goddamn months since number nine came out. <laughs> Real problem with that book. But it was fun. Um, and this came out last week. I'm only going to mention it now because Nye's mentioned it. But in Doctor Strange 382, the motherfucking Sentry's coming back. <laughs> oh, I fucking love the Sentry so much. I'm okay with it. Uh, also, in that book, in Doctor Strange, uh, the story is about how Loki is now the Sorcerer Supreme. And that's kind of weird. That's Wait, cool, and, and for reasons we are still unsure about. But I like that as a concept. And even more than that, I like that this, uh, after the, the legacy relaunch that started last month, completely and utterly disregards everything that happened during. Um, Oh god, I've lost it already. Secret Empire, that shitty one. Like they're like, no, <laughs> fuck that, none of that. We're just gonna jump ahead in time and tell this fun Doctor Strange story instead. Fuck you guys. I like that a lot. <laughs> that's yeah, great. that's when I dropped that book. It was like, oh, Jason Aaron's not writing it, and it's a Secret Empire tie-in. Bye, Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's also when like you know the Kingpin gave a soul to a devil, and then like again, they're dropping all that bullshit. Now he's the mayor of New York and in that world, which is fine. So yeah. Uh, I would recommend going back and checking out Doctor Strange. It's pretty good. All right. And then, um, yeah. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Um, what's his name? Hernandez Walta. Franz Walta. What was his name? Shit. Oh, the uh, Vision artist. Yeah, yeah. He's drawing it. So it looks really cool. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. See, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Mister Miracle number five. Ah, oh, it's so good. 
is so so good so good uh, can't be said enough how genius it is that every issue so far has like painstakingly stuck to the nine grid formula not, not nine panel grid formula like it gives the book a, a Watchmen-esque kind of visual continuity and it's really really great uh, also kind of fucking brave that this issue devotes like no less than five pages to Mr. Miracle and Barda just banging uh I hope it's like Pretty that. Sweet. I hope it's like that Savage Dragon scene. It is <laughs> way better than that. <laughs> like, uh, and there's just lots and lots and lots of um, uh, parallels, uh, like between pages. Like if you go through it all, you'll see that you know some panels are completely uh, repeated. Like maybe just the outfits change because you know time has passed or whatever. Like it's really really good. And you know it kind of begins with you know Mister Miracle saying. Because he's basically he's been condemned to death. Like Orion's gonna kill him because he uh, they had this genius like you know yes or no answer trial in the last issue that was so fucking like he he the amount of dead. time that thing had to take to think out. Oh like, my I god! Yeah, imagine. Yeah, he he got wabbit seasoned into basically saying that he was a traitor more or less. <laughs> like it's it's it was so good, and he just let it happen because he couldn't because he couldn't argue. With like the the association argument that he was making, like you know, if A is true, then B is true, right? If B is true, then C is true, right? And like, and it just goes down the rabbit hole, and every answer is yes. So therefore, you know, he's a enemy to the crown and must be killed. It's like what the fuck, so good. And so you know, he Barda says, you know, if, or uh, no, Mister Miracle says, if you tell me to fight, I'll fight. And Barda's like, I can't be that for you, you know. And they kind of have what is basically like their last day together. Before he goes to get executed, and then Barta murders the fuck out of everyone that came to get him, and she says, "Fight!" Like, yes, <laughs> yes, bitch, it's so good. And uh, fucking, uh, he gets a uh, he, he puts his hands in cement. You know, the the cat's hands in cement. He's like right next to Kirby, Jack Kirby. Like, what the fuck, man? They're doing amazing things in that book. So good. I'm rambling because it's, there's just a lot to take in. <laughs> so great, you guys. It's going to be one of those things that once it's all said and done, it's going to be looked back upon as a classic. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's a fucking masterpiece. My, frankly, much like that Vision book. like there's, yeah. They're masterpieces, man. It's great. Really, really great. Fucking great. Um, so, I'm reading this Jughead the Hunger book, and it's about Jughead when he's a werewolf. <laughs> and you know what? It's pretty great because Betty Cooper is the latest in a long line of werewolf hunters. And I am all right with that. Yeah, that, that sounds kind of great. <laughs> yeah. And Reggie got turned into a werewolf in the last issue, and so now he's running around with Veronica. And Veronica, like, sicked him on Weatherby <laughs> just for the fuck of it. And it looks, it looks so fucking cool. It's silly. I think they're doing, a, they're doing a book coming up where Veronica's a vampire, too. So I'm I'm bored with all that goofy shit. Now maybe if they can get these Archie Horror books to come out more than once, like you know, three times a year, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be super rad. Um, what else? So they're doing uh, the. Strangely enough, for the first time ever, there is an amazing Spider-Man and Venom crossover. Uh, in this Venom Inc. story, which is kind of rad. I'm kind of bored with it. 
Yeah, so, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, on the solicits came out for March, Kelly, and they're starting Dan Slott's last Spider-Man story in March. Oh, fuck yes. Kind of a big deal. Give me someone new. <laughs> we got Ryan Segman drawing this, and so uh, Flash Thompson is back as the new anti-venom, which is kind no, of That being said, I do actually enjoy his current stuff. It was just, it got real stale there for a while. Because it's more Spider-Man-y now. It is. And you got you got a lot of venom. I am, look, man, like, I might not be a huge 90s mark for a lot of stuff, but I will always be a 90s mark for venom and symbiotes. I love that shit. <laughs> so more venom bad guys, the better. Let's, let's keep this shit going. I'm all about it. Um, also in the spider world, uh, you got the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider, but you got a whole bunch of slingers in it. Which should make me feel really excited, and the last several issues have been great. But they got what appears to be a highly skilled fifth grader to draw this book. Ooh, it looks real bad. Like, and they they bring back uh, Prodigy, and so he was like the Slinger's leader, and which he was in the Avengers Initiative book there for a hot minute when that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, and like the splash page that reveals him, it looks like he's wearing metal underwear. Like. Ah. like like it doesn't even look like his costume. It's just really, really not great. Uh, who was it? Let's see. It's uh, fuck. It's Andre Lima Arulio Arujo, a name I've never heard before. Oh man, really? I normally like that guy's stuff. Oh, it's not great. I think you know. I may have seen this guy do some of the Batman Eternal stuff, and it's, I, I'm not a fan. It's the the setups are weird and like nobody looks right and just it's huh. yeah, yeah, right like, now he's doing a uh, generation gone at image and he was the artist for the avengers ai book okay okay normally i really like his stuff but maybe it's just because the fact they're coming off of you know bagley and will slinley that's a, it's a bit of a departure yes it very much is like maybe it's just one of those things where his style just does not lend itself to spider-man no, I can't really see it working much for that style. His style works really well for like crazy tech stories like Avengers AI and kind of things that are derivative of like Akira. I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. But it's not a great fit here. It doesn't work for me like, oh, golly, not at all. Especially this, oh, no, not great. Hopefully that's a kind of a fill-in thing. That would make me very happy. Um, and then, oddly enough, also kind of in the, the same neighborhood, uh, Punisher 219, I was kind of into the story because, you know, you tell me you're doing a story where Frank Castle gets his hand on a war machine armor. I'm like, that's a rock-solid idea right there. Um, but it looks like shit. Oh, man, I flipped through the first issue of that story, and for whatever reason when he got on the the war machine suit he looks fat as shit he looks fat and it doesn't look like war machine no it that just looks like any fat, iron armor i've gray ever iron seen iron man like like a fucking big ass like like a michelin man armor it looks yeah. really really bad like the overall art isn't bad like the way the guy draws castle he looks a lot like burnthal you know but just i don't think this guy's ever seen the war machine armor before <laughs> and especially when you when you uh put that up against those awesome clayton crane covers it's like fuck out of here come on that's kind of a bummer but uh that's that's all i got we're talking about what you got kelly 
Uh, the only thing I really want to talk about that you didn't bring up was that this uh, most recent ep- issue of Action Comics was both written and drawn by Dan Jurgens, and it just felt oh, right. Good. That just it feels right, you know. That's cool. Dan Jurgens doing a story where Superman and Booster Gold hang out. Yeah, that tracks. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I was reading them like, man. I like this. I, I, I like this a lot. Like this makes me yeah, feel okay I, about life. Yeah, Action Comics is a solid book, and I do love that with the Oz Effect story. Well, I didn't actually think that was very good, and was probably the weakest of the Superman or of the Action Comics Rebirth stuff. It did give us the debut of uh, woke Dan Jurgens and his uh, his uh, anti-racism and nationalism shit it was awesome all right is it like he was pissing off the uh the angry racists because he did a story where like a chunk of the story where all these like make america great again guys are gonna come and try and kill some immigrants that were taking their jobs and superman would not like a maga yeah yeah superman shows up and he's like what the hell are you guys doing and then some real Make America Great Again guys got upset about that, and he's ah. like, man, you guys are bad guys in a Superman comic. What do you think about that? <laughs> Big That's fan great. of Woke Dan Jurgens. I was, you know, I'm, it's, it's happy to have a comic guy that's been around for a while and to be proud of his political views. <laughs> right? You know what? That counts for something. Yeah, it does. We don't, we don't get that very often. <laughs> That's awesome. Dan Jurgens on the right side of history. Hell yeah. Good for them. Dig it. Fucking okay. All right. Anything uh, we're talking about, Nice? I'm all good. What you got, Jose? Have you seen the trial of Rob Heidecker? I never heard of that. It's uh, adults, man. I watch. YouTube. I guess it was Adult Swim. And it's fucking like a fake murder trial where he's playing Tim Heidecker who put on some uh, music festival and a lot of kids died. So they're like it's it's weird. It's a fucking Tim and Eric court drama that's like five episodes okay. long. It's odd as fuck, and it's. I'm still iffy. If I, I don't know, man. Like some of their shits funny, some of the jokes are funny, some of the jokes are not. If you like them, check it out. If you're iffy on them, I don't give a fuck. Take a stance, man. <laughs> no way to fucking commit. <laughs> I try what I try watching them. I give them. I give them. Well, yeah. Give him a shot. But some of their shit's just odd as fuck, man. I can't get on board you with You talking about Tim and Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in that case, I guarantee you I'll hate this. But it's not that Tim and Eric. Like, it's... There's nothing weird. It's a court drama. As if you're watching, like, a TV feed on a Saturday morning. Cab- so cable. Is it animated or no? No, 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 no. It's set up like you're watching public access television, and this is a real court date, and you're just... It's got shitty, you know, local TV effects and all that. It's, 
trial. A hard pass in that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird. I chuckled a couple times. I don't know. Not much. I like it. So, Jose, we need to uh, get your get your microphone figured out for tomorrow night because you know what tomorrow night is. What's tomorrow night, guys? We are recording Home Alone commentary for next week. Pretty excited about it. Buzz, your girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. Woof. <laughs> so look for so that. Yeah, we're recording next that tonight. Uh, we will not be live. And we're going to put it up for you guys for your downloading pleasure next week. Guys, a Christmas gift. What we were talking about earlier late Christmas gift. So you're driving, you're going to visit your folks, you're driving home after the holidays. Guess what? You're going to fucking, you can watch Home Alone with us. Yeah. Or listen to us talking about Home Alone. You've fucking seen it a thousand times. <laughs> la la la. You'll have to watch it. That's what that's a great thing about this one. Mm-hmm. Watch it in your mind while you drive. Yeah. But like don't text because that shit ain't cool. Nah. I don't like it. Don't do that shit. It's not all right. And stop petitioning Star Wars. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it bugs you that much, you own it, then they don't care what you think. Oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, why did a ghost just laugh into our... He like, really hated The Force Awakens. Sounded like a dog barking. Oh, Last Jedi. Whatever the fucking one it was. You know what I'm talking about. Fuck, man, it's crazy. Alright, let's uh, let's be done. Yep. And let's come back and do this shit tomorrow. But we'll be back uh, live on the second nice yeah that'll be my first day back to work in over a week so i'll be nice and salty oh cranky lee it'll be good stuff good good times yeah fucking uh i gotta work till thursday then i'm off i'm off from the fucking 22nd to the second and i have not been off that long in a very long time i'm very excited about it i told them don't call me in fact (laughs) No, you can't not have my number. <laughs> you can't have it. Yeah, fucking call it tonight. So call, uh, email us. Call you. Popcast at panelsonpages.com or leave us a voicemail by calling 616-951. Oh, shit. I never did play Ben's voicemail. Oh, God damn it. Do it now? Uh, let's see. It is two minutes and eight seconds. <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. We really like we had we had a discussion about it and everything. Yeah, and just fucking forgot. We got caught up in it. I'm guessing probably echo a lot of what we said because Ben's got his fucking head on straight. Right. Yeah, good stuff. All right. For Jason Nines, Jose Guzman, and Kelly Harris, I'm the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez, and uh, we'll talk to you fools live on the second at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. At youtube.com slash panels on pages. But check your uh, feeds next week for Home Alone. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. But Love before you. then, uh, will be Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everyone. That's right. Merry Christmas and God bless us, everyone. Except for that one motherfucker. You know who you are.
That motherfucker Kylo Ren, am I right? <laughs> Son of a bitch killed Han Solo. And almost killed Leia, but he didn't. I wonder right. how many iPhones. What? Oh my god. Cracking screen. He's so pissed. He's pissed. Alright. Night. Love you. Goodbye. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. 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 <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.